If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Morning. Okay, let's talk about the Canada-U.S. border mm. reopening here. And I, I just, we talked about this earlier on the show today. And, and it's good news for a lot of people, you know, that we're going to get this border reopened for non-essential travel. But, man, there's still a lot of questions here about whether they're going to accept those mixed vaccines, these and PCR, the PCR tests. tests. Yeah. I mean, those aren't free. You know, those are, you know, 200 bucks or something. Your family of four, you're going to cross the border. That's suddenly a big, uh, a big overhead nut you've got to crack. Yeah, because right now the deal is when you enter Canada, you have to show a negative test. Yeah. In addition to being fully vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, the full, fully vaccinated is the least of your problems right yeah. now because everybody's you know we're 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 going to be hitting eighty five percent fully vaccinated very soon in Canada. Um, so the vast majority of people, that's taken care of. It's the PCR test that uh, is one concern. The mixed vaccine. Yeah. We're, we're we're talking you know well more, millions of people got mix, mixed vaccines. I think three hundred ninety two thousand in BC alone, and that hasn't been cleared up. I think it will. My understanding, again, talking to Dr. Henry and others, that this will sort itself out over time, but we're not there yet. You know, yeah. m- maybe it sorts it out in, in November, but uh, again, there's still a lot of an- unanswered questions. Okay, let's have a listen to U.S. Congressman Brian Higgins here, who's been probably the most uh, aggressive U.S. politician, sort of getting the, trying to get mm-hmm. this border reopened, uh, represents New York State. He's been a guest here on the show in the past, and here he is talking about that mixed doses of the vaccine issue. Have a listen. Our hope is that if it's recognized by the World Health Organization, that will be accepted by the United States uh, as a vaccine that is approved for emergency use. But I'm hoping that the White House will clarify that issue today because obviously it's very important. Okay, that was him speaking yesterday, hoping the White House would clarify it. They did not, so it still has not been clarified. But again, I don't think you're going to see a rush of travelers because right now um, the reality is the U.S. still has very high levels of covid uh, cases yeah. and COVID and Delta variant is very transmissible down there. So it's not like you're entering a safe haven. Keep in mind, even if you're double vaccinated, double dosed, you can still get COVID-19. If you're older, the statistics are showing you are running a risk of, of if you get COVID-19, you could become still uh, severely ill. Now, if you get double dosed, your chances go way down, but they are not eliminated. You go in the United States, uh, there's still high levels of COVID-19 in a lot of states. Okay, interesting. And Christian Freeland, federal cabinet minister, was asked about this PCR test requirement. Mm-hmm. Will that be dropped? I think a lot of people would like to say, okay, maybe just the double vaccinated should be adequate. You're going to force me to show a negative COVID test too. It's going to cost me 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like what if I just want to go down and get a loaded gas, a tank full of cheap gas? Well, I think that's off the table. I mean, if you've <laughs> you got to spend 200 bucks on a PCR, uh, you've got to have one no. big, huge truck to be able to <laughs> absorb that kind of uh, savings. Or, or buy a lot of cheese at Costco <laughs> to make it make it worthwhile. I think, you know, at some point they just should just drop this test. I mean, here's Christian Freeland here asked whether Canada will end that PCR PCR test requirement. Have a listen. 
So okay. we are working to clarify and finalize all the details with our American partners. Okay, so it's still clear as clear mud. as mud. Yeah, but again, this is I've been saying for some time. Everything's evolving. Always things are always changing in this pandemic. What was the case last month isn't the case today, and what the case is today will not be what the case is a month from now. So the rules are going to change. Okay, let's talk about uh, Aaron Gunn and his run for the B.C. Liberal Party leadership. Now, this guy is sort of, he's been called like a right-wing agitator, a conservative commentator on social media. He has a lot of followers on Facebook and other social media, like 100,000 social media followers. His YouTube videos, his Facebook videos have racked up a lot of views. Mm. So he's an, interest, he's an interesting character. I had him on the show yesterday. Controversial, though, right? The NDP have been well, saying, oh, this say guy more, is an extremist. More, well, it's not just the NDP saying that. It's the BC Liberals saying that. Okay, what's the latest so on that? Michael Lee, who's a leadership candidate, just tweeted about an hour ago that his candidacy should be rejected because of his, quote, intolerant views. So you've got Michael Lee saying this guy is intolerance uh, personified. He should not be allowed to run. It's going to be interesting to see what Kevin Falcon has to say about this, or Renee Merrifield, or Val Litwin. Uh, Gavin Dew. Uh, so Michael Lee is first out of the gate saying uh, Aaron Gunn should be rejected for his extreme intolerance. Okay. Well, he has criticized. Well, let's talk about some of his extreme, his so-called extreme views. He's 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 criticized he what he calls ex excessive immigration. He's uh, he's criticized uh, gender uh, gender identity training at uh, UBC's medical mm -hmm. school. Criticized that. He criticized that yesterday on the show with me yesterday. Uh, he's he's against the vaccine passport. In, in in British Columbia, but I don't think I don't think being against the vaccine passport is necessarily extremist. I mean, no, it's, I it's the same the, position as, uh, as Aaron think, O'Toole. I don't think that what, what Michael Lee's talking about. Yeah, uh, no. So this is for the BC Liberals to sort out. I don't really care personally. It's it's. Well, it's, do you think they should let him run or not? Well, it's up to them to decide. I mean, yeah. I do think they run a risk if you if you su suddenly give oxygen to some really, you know, I, I'm not talking about the vaccine passport, but his other views. You start bringing in anti-immigration into a leadership race, that's a dangerous move. Yeah, well, if you take a look at the leadership rules in the Liberal Party, there is a, a clause in there that says, if you are a candidate for the leadership who could potentially bring the party into disrepute. disrepute. Yep that you can potentially be banned. Yep. And this is what the party is undoubtedly looking at right now mm -hmm. as they review this guy's up. Because he's not officially a candidate yet. He's filed his paperwork to run for the BC Liberal leadership, but he has not been approved yet. I have a so, good feeling they're going to reject him. I think once mm -hmm. Michael Lee says something like that, uh, I think you're going to see others follow his lead. But does that just bring him more attention or make him a martyr for his cause and well, maybe, maybe divide that, the Liberal Party? I don't think so. I mean, that's, yeah. it's not... His cause is not the BC Liberal cause. I mean, the BC yeah. Liberals shooting themselves in the foot if they move to the right, to the extreme right. That's just a, a recipe for electoral disaster. Okay, we'll see what happens with that one. We're watching that one closely for you. Uh, last, last, let me get your your take on. Uh, we talked this week about Kyrie Irving. Okay, the NBA basketball player who plays for the Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn uh, Nets. Nets. Nets is that the name yeah. of the team? Okay. Um, Anti doesn't want to take the vaccine. And he's now been told he can't play, mm -hmm. and he's potentially going to lose millions of dollars as mm -hmm. a result. Now, yesterday, he did an Instagram Live, which got a lot of attention. Let's have a listen to what he had to say, and I'll get your thoughts. Kyrie Irving, NBA player here. Because it's going to continue to revolve around this and that, and yo, you're going to lose out on money, and you're going to lose out on this. Like, so what? It's not about the money, baby. It's not always about the money. It's about 
choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? You think I really just want to give up my job? Okay, so he says that the reason he's doing this is because he's against the vaccine mandate and he's taking a stand against the vaccine passports. Well, good for him. I mean, <laughs> I've really lost interest, never had much interest in his views anyways. I mean, he's getting some celebrity status, but he's not following science. He's looking out for himself. And if he wants to look out for himself, fine. He's, and he says it's not about the money. So good. Go well, a maybe he's got. He already has a lot of money. Maybe he's got a bank, lot of money in the bank, so but, he doesn't uh, care if he loses seventeen he's, million. He's just looking increasingly foolish. The thing that I think about it, though, is this guy is supposedly a member of a team that is trying to win an NBA championship. Like this is re- these guys are regarded as one of the best teams in the NBA. He's so not helping. What about his team? Teammates. His teammates. Yeah. What about? You're supposed to be a member of this team all pulling together to try and pull well, you this can, off. You can apply that I mean, it's very the, selfish. You can apply that to the general vaccination argument. You're doing this for your family and yourself and your community is yeah. to get safe, to protect yourself and everyone around you. That's the theme of the vaccine. That's part of the, the philosophical tenet of the entire vaccination um, program. Okay. It's to not just protect yourself, but protect those around you. And he's not doing that. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Baldry's Beat. My guest is Keith Baldry from Global News. Phone lines are open 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. There's no scheduled COVID update from the government today, but I, you know that there's there's something coming, though, from Dix today? Yeah, we expect something from uh, Dr. Henry and uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix later today. haven't got it confirmed yet, but there's been rumblings that there's going to be an announcement of further uh, restrictions in the north. You and I have talked about the North all week. North is a, a really precarious situation. On a per capita basis, it's one of the worst hit cases, of, worst hit areas in Canada for COVID-19. They've got close to 20% positivity rate there when the province is below 5%. You've got, uh, as of just a couple of days ago, 55 people airlifted out of Northern Health, 34 of them. And these are ICU patients. 34 came to Vancouver Island. Uh, so you've got a situation where someone gets sick in Dawson Creek or, or uh, Vanderhoof or Prince George, and because there's not enough resources in Northern Health, there's only 40 ICU beds in the North, plus 23 surge beds. And there are other reasons to be in ICU rather than just COVID-19. You know, you've got post-op uh, surgery. You've got, uh, you know, heart attacks, uh, car accidents. You know, people get, become critically ill for various reasons. So suddenly, and it's not just beds, it's critical care nurses. So suddenly you've got people literally taken hundreds of miles away from their loved ones to be put in an ICU bed because there's just so many COVID cases in in the North. It's like someone getting sick in Germany, really ill, and being flown to Spain. I mean, this is how big BC is. It's a a significant situation. So I'm not sure what the measures would be. Perhaps it's, you know... Again, it's sort of the northeast part of the north as well. It's not the northwest. Are there any regional-specific restrictions in place there now yeah no there's there's some minor ones uh like no gatherings for example but i wonder yeah. if they'll go the further distance one of the big ones is restaurants and pubs that's where a lot of socialization Ooh, occurs close there's, them down who knows i mean this wow. is i mean i'm not sure what they can do just there seems to be a real anti-vaccine attitude yeah. ground into the communities particularly in dawson creek and the peace river area peace river rural for example 53% uh, vaccination rate, which is just, you know, almost useless. Let me ask you about the lit and fire and the, the breaking news here just in the last hour that the Canadian Transportation mm-hmm. Safety Board has come out with a report on this devastating fire back in June that destroyed the, the village of Lytton and during the heat dome. And they've now determined, according, according to the Transportation Safety Board, that 
the speculation that a train, a freight train that had potentially caught fire or maybe mm-hmm. sparked some dry brush near the tracks had caused the fire. Transportation Safety Board now apparently ruling that out. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, would, I was sort of, I'm not saying dubious about that from the beginning, but it was far from clear that that was the cause. I mean, yeah. given the situation up there, everything was so tinder dry. It didn't take much. Well, it was much. also 49 degrees yeah, Celsius. It, it, you know, uh, it didn't take much, it would not take much for a conflagration uh, to, yeah. to occur like that. So um, the train was offered as one, uh, one possibility that seems to be ruled out by at least one investigative agency. But we'll see as the, as the investigation and continues. For people who have been displaced from their homes there, I mean, the cause of the fire, I'm not sure, is their top concern right now. No. I think they're, they just want to go home. They want to find out what's going to happen to their community. And they want to rebuild the down. town. They want right, re- and they want help. You're right. And, and you get the, liberal, the liberals, I think, have been effective in going after yep. Horgan this week on that. Yeah, and one of the concerns they've got, I mean, they, there's a limited window here. We're about to hit winter. There's going to be snow up there. It's going to be hard to rebuild. I mean, I have talked to a resident there who says, wait a minute, let's get going here. Let's take the money that's been offered and get going on construction because the rains and the snow are coming. Okay, let's go to your phone calls. Dennis on the line in Vancouver. Hi. Yes, good morning. How's everybody today? Good. Go ahead. Uh, The the liberal candidate, can't remember his name, but I did hear him on your program the other day. Aaron Gunn. Aaron Gunn, Mr. Gunn. Well, you know, I suppose he is who he is, and if the people who vote for him as a liberal candidate, I suppose it's really up to them. The NDP guy that's the critic, well, you know, critics are critics. If he is what he is and people like him, well, so be it. The Mr. Basketball... I suppose he'll have to live with his choices, and it's his choices, so what are you going to do? Okay, thank you for the call. Well, I mean, I did have the NDP critic Amon Singh on the show yesterday saying the Liberals should should not let this guy run Aaron Gunn for the leadership, but of course he's, he's going to say that. They want to paint the Liberals as, ex, as extremists, mm-hmm. but now you got the Liberals themselves turning against him. Well, so. you got Michael Lee, who's Some of them. very credible. He finished second in the leadership race last time, yeah. uh, so it's going to be interesting to follow how this develops. It's fascinating to see if the Liberals turn themselves inside out over this issue, and they could very yeah. well do that, but you've got a major content, leadership contender. I mean, I have to put Lee, I mean, he was so uh, high a finisher last time, you got to figure he's going to be a, a pre- sure. in the thick sure of things this time, and he speaks for a segment of the party, so it'll be interesting to has, see. Has Kevin Falcon spoken ha- out on Aaron Gunn? I, don't I haven't think seen has. anything on from Kevin Falcon or yeah. Al Litwin or Renee Merrifield or Gavin Dew. We'll see where they where they go on this one. Okay, Derek on the line in Cloverdale. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, just in regards to the north, yeah. I made uh, made a trip up there somewhere between Williams Lake and Dawson Creek in September and contracted COVID, double-vaxxed with AstraZeneca. Wow. Spent 10, 10 days at home, five days in the hospital, still got mm. breathing issues. Jeez. But uh, it's, a, it's a wild west up there. Like, it's mm-hmm. like maskless. It's crazy. But uh, all I can say is you better get double-vaxxed and hit, hit you in different ways than... Do you, you feel? Do you feel like uh, you know? That's great that you had the vaccination. Do you think it saved you from uh, having a worse bout of it? Saved, me, saved yeah. me from dying, I think. But wow, you know, the, and the guy I traveled with was mixed dose, shared mm-hmm. a vehicle all the way up there, thirteen hours a day, and he didn't get it. My wife got wow. it. Kids didn't get it. So it's uh, it's pretty crazy. But um, going south, um, I'm glad the land border's open. I got property down there and. Okay. I do a lot of business business with the U.S. 
guys. So Derek, th- Derek, thank thank you for calling, and uh, I'm glad you're, glad you're okay. Yeah, no, he tells a compelling story there. Uh, you double dose, you can still get it, and if you go into a, a highly infected community, uh, look out. Thanks, Keith. Talk tomorrow.